Welcome everybody to the Gateway Leadership Podcast. This is David Canastracy, and today I'm excited to share on the topic of a supernatural prayer burden, the supernatural prayer burden. I think this is going to be a great conversation. Let me start with a question for all of you listening. Have you ever been deeply moved by something that guided you and directed the course of your life? It's something that you felt. It's something that almost pounded in you. You couldn't escape it. You needed to do it. You almost felt driven to do it, but in a really good way. And that feeling, that sense, that urgency that you had actually became guidance in your life. It actually became authorization. It became direction to you. I can remember so clearly the burden that Kathy and I had, first me and then later Kathy, um, as a calling of missions came onto our lives. We were uh, serving as staff pastors uh, in our hometown in San Jose at our church, and we adopted a mission in the, in the Philippines. And I was always interested in missions, but boy, when I got to that place, I saw the hunger of people. It became something that took sleep away from you. Have you ever had that experience where a desire, a sense, it wakes you up in the morning. You wake up with it, it's right there that actually directed our lives. The thing about leadership is um, burdens, and I want to define what a burden is because I don't want you to be afraid of of that idea because burden sounds, well, it sounds burdensome. It sounds sounds negative. But a burden, as we'll define it, is not a negative thing. It's something that empowers you and drives you and authorizes you. And the Bible is full of information about this. And I would say to you as a leader that ministry is about burdens. Leadership is about burden. You you take a look at Moses. You take a look at Abraham. You take a look at the, the people that God dealt with through the scripture to raise them up to do something great for him. It always began with that strong sense of calling and burden. And as I contemplate you know, in our, in our church, uh, Gateway, right now we are launching into some new, new realms. And all of it starts with a burden. The whole multi-site thing that we're doing, that started with a burden. This prayer focus for the new year that I think is coming on us, whenever you're listening to this podcast, we're entering in our church in this season a, a strong emphasis in prayer. And I think, well, how is that going to happen? How are we going to get people to pray in ways that are greater than the way they're praying right now? And the answer is, it starts with a burden. Nobody should pray, nobody should lead, nobody should minister unless it's really coming from their heart in a sense of burden. Uh, I wanna share a verse with you that I know you've heard before, but hopefully I can cast some fresh light on it. And it's uh, Matthew 11, the words of Jesus, Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. The New International Version says, "'Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now pay attention to this last line, for my yoke is easy and my burden 
my burden is light. Did you know that Jesus has a burden? Mm -hmm. He feels something. It's not oppression. It's not misery. Let's, let's get rid of the idea that walking with Jesus makes you miserable. Right. Let's get rid of the idea that walking with Jesus makes you sour and angry and pointing your bony finger at everybody else. But Jesus has a heart and he feels something. Now, what's interesting in this passage is there's two kinds of burdens that are spoken of here. The burden that needs to go away and the burden that needs to be taken up. He says, come to me if you have burdens and I'll take them away from you. I want to give you rest. There are things that you shouldn't be carrying that you are carrying that Jesus wants to lift off of you. And it's amazing how often we fight to retain our burdens, our personal burdens, our, our issues, and we want to worry and we want to fret and we want to lose sleep over things because it, it, that's a form of control and it's a, it's a way for us to stay empowered. The Lord wants to lift that junk right out of us completely and take away our burdens. By the way, what are, what are some of the burdens that we would need to be free of? How about the burden of sin? How about the burden of I've failed, I've messed up, I'm not good enough? Do you think the Lord could take that away from you? Yeah. He sure can. Because that's what, he, that's what he came to do, is to lift that guilt and that shame. Jesus comes to do that. But here's the other thing. He says, let me take that from you. I'll give you rest. But then he says, here's how I want to give you rest. I want to put a yoke on you. I want you to get yoked up with me. Picture that collar that oxen share that pulls the load of the plow behind it or the cart or whatever it is. That yoke, we come into a level of commitment, a level of joining to Jesus that actually involves the spreading of his burden onto our shoulders as well. Yeah. Now, the good news is he says, this is light. It's easy. So if you're dealing with a heavy yoke, a heavy burden, if you're miserable in ministry and you just every day you're thinking, I got to get out of ministry. I, got, I can't lead anymore. You're doing something wrong because his yoke, the one that he's sharing with you, is not the one that drains you and destroys you and ruins your marriage and ruins your life. That's a different yoke. That's a yoke that, that needs to be broken. We're going to talk about that. But the yoke that he puts on us is one that is easy and light. I want the yoke of Jesus on my life. I want to partner with him. I want him to share what, what he's feeling and what he's doing. And I want this because I'm a member of the body of Christ. Think through the revelation of the body. A body has hands and it has feet and it has legs and it has a brain. And, and if I want to pick this pen up, my brain sends a signal down through my neck into my hand, through my arm into my hand, and my fingers know exactly what to do. They pick up a burden away, in a way. They feel the impulse. They feel the energy of the desire to pick up the pen, and I pick it up, and there it is. It's almost without a thought. It's easy. My hand doesn't say, oh, no, I can't believe I have to pick up this pen. Why do I want? No, it's just a, it's a natural thing that happens. And when we are connected to Jesus, we should expect some impulses and some feelings and some energy coming into us. And we might wonder, gee, is this coming from myself? Am I making this up? I want to write this song. I want to preach on this topic. 
Oh, that's probably just me. No, it very well could be and should be the Lord moving through his body to get us to do what he wants us to do. So I don't want you to think of a burden as burdensome. I want you to think of it as an impulse that is coming from the head. Jesus is the head. He's the head of the body. And he's planting a desire inside of each of us. He puts that desire, he puts that sense into us because he's communicating with us. He's sending an impulse. He's goading us. He's wanting to get us to move in a certain direction. A burden is not burdensome, but it is a byproduct of relationship. I've been married for coming up on 38 years, and um, I never think of my wife as a burden. I don't think, oh, gee, I can't believe that I have to consider her feeling. She has a headache. This is ruining my day, you know, that kind of a thing. When you love somebody, the fact that they need to eat or they need to rest or, or they have a desire to do something that will affect your life. I'm sharing a yoke with her, and we're one. And so her needs, burdens, concerns, desires actually become mine, and it doesn't feel burdensome, okay? Except with the possible uh, exception of shopping, where for me, uh, it's a very different process than for that. I like online shopping. I like to go. If I have to go to a store, I want to go find what I need and get out of there as fast as I possibly can. And maybe different people look at it differently. Kathy, it's, she, it's kind of a whole process. It's an adventure. That might feel a little uh, burdensome to me at times. But you guys understand what I'm saying. When you love somebody, their needs, wants, and desires are not onerous. You factor that into your life. And this is what I'm saying about relationship with Jesus, especially for leaders and especially for people that are serving in ministry, is that we love him. We don't see what he's doing as an interruption of our important life. We see his life as our life because it's, it's a shared life. And that actually is easy. It's light if you actually look at it that way. Now, let's talk for a minute about ungodly burdens, because there are burdens that are ungodly. There are things that will try to attach onto your life that are unmanageable, a weight that needs to be cast off. Think about a ship that's carrying a burden. Ships are built to transport things. You, you, would, you would put a load into a ship, and it would cross the, the ocean to deliver the load. A certain level of load is okay right? A ship is not going to sink because it's carrying a load. But if there's too much of a load or the wrong load, that's going to sink the ship. So what we don't want is we don't want to carry what we're carrying in a way that sinks us. Anything that is sinking you is not of God. Does that make sense? Anything that is bringing you under the surface and you're struggling to stay above the surface where you can breathe, that's not the light burden. That's not the easy yoke that Jesus talked about. You were built to carry things, and you should be able to carry it and float in the right proportion at the right time in the right way. It will not sink you. So there are some things that need to be given to the Lord, and this is what Jesus is talking about. Take my yoke on you, but I'll take your burden and, and come to me, you who are burdened and heavy laden. 
You got too much freight. You got too much cargo. First Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your cares on him for he cares for you. And as leaders, we need to learn how to do that, don't we? When we have a heavy counseling meeting or a or a, a problem in ministry, we've got to learn how to turn that burden over to other people. People that amaze me are counselors because they'll spend their whole day talking to people about burdens. I, I once said to a, a counselor friend of mine, how do you do that? That sounds exhausting. He said, I make sure that when that client leaves, that they're the one carrying the problem. Mm -hmm. I'm there to help them with their burden, not to take their burden onto my shoulders. Amen. Isn't it easy in ministry to feel like you need to fix people and you need to grab their burden and put their burden onto your ship? But if you do that with everybody, pretty soon your ship is sinking. Mm -hmm. And there's a verse that uh, I'll share in a few minutes um, about how to maintain that balance of burdening in ministry. But his burden is important because we're in relationship with him. I read this morning Psalm 125. There's a verse in there somewhere around verse 5 or 6 that says, uh, Do good to us, Lord. Do good to all who are good. Do good to those whose hearts are in tune with you. And I think if I could define what a real true burden is, it's just having our heart tuned to his heart so that the sound that's coming from him is the same sound that's in me. It's matched perfectly. That isn't a heavy thing. It's an alignment thing. It's a, it's a tuning thing. Oh God, that you would tune our hearts. Let me give you some words from the Bible uh, about burden. I'll give you a couple from the Old Testament. Uh, Old Testament words that are translated burden. One is sabal, S-A-B-A-L. It means to carry or bear or labor. Isaiah 53 contains the word sabal verse 4 and verse 11. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, verse 11 says, he will be satisfied and because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous for he will bear all their sins. Jesus took that load that you and I can't handle. That's one of the greatest burdens we'll ever bear is the heaviness of our sin, the load of guilt and shame that comes with it. I know people that to this day are carrying heavy burdens from past sins. But I want you to understand something. If you confess your sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all that. And that means the load of it comes off. I want you to release yourself because God has already released you. I don't want you in your marriage carrying that burden of what you did wrong or in as a father what you did or didn't do. You have to let that go. You've got to cast that on the Lord and you've got to let him take that. And that church member that tried to put a burden on you, that ministry partner that had a critique of you or, <laughs> or whatever, there's times where we will take those burdens and we've got to allow the Lord to break those things off of our lives if we're going to walk with him. That word sabal is a, a burden that you're not meant to carry. There's another Hebrew word called masa, and that means to carry away. Now, this is very interesting. It means to carry away, but it also means an utterance, especially a song or a prophecy. 
I read recently that there's a piece of music called the burden. And that's the refrain that comes back again and again. It's actually a musical term. If you've read in the Old Testament, the burden of the Lord for Moab, the burden of the Lord for Egypt, the burden of the Lord for, what it means is oracle, an utterance, and a lot of times these were sung. Talk about light. You know, we think burdens have got to be angry and mean, and these things were sung. Now, they're heavy in the sense that they're revelation, and it's, and it's truth to be taken up with the lips. It's something that's going to be coming out of your mouth. It's a prayer or a prophecy. But that idea of a burden actually links a leader to his words. What should be in your mouth? What should you be talking about? It should be that impulse that comes from God that wants to come out of you. What song should you write? What message should you study? That burden that's on the inside of you that wants to come out as an utterance. The, uh, the idea of a burden is something so strong that it needs to come out of your mouth. And I want you to pay attention to that. I want you as a leader, as a servant of God, to think about the things that need to be pumping out of your mouth. Because more times than not, that is the Holy Spirit himself. He's given you a burden, and maybe you haven't recognized it. A couple of New Testament words that shed light on the issue of burden. Uh, the first one is baros, the Greek word baros, B-A-R-O-S, which is a pressing weight. It's something heavy. It is something burdensome. It demands something of you. It takes your resources. This is an inappropriate weight. It's too heavy. It'll weigh you down. It'll sink your ship. It's something that you would like to be free of. You say, I got to get out of this. I, got, I can't carry this because uh, it's too much. It's, it's too strong. One of the uh, related words to baros is bareo, which is translated drowsy. You guys remember in the uh, Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus was encouraging them to pray and something came on the disciples that made them drowsy. Yeah. So to me, there's a supernatural dimension of a baros burden. It actually wants to rob you of alertness and uh, that ability to pray. And then we're going to talk about the prayer burden. Once we understand the big idea of what a burden is, a prayer burden would just be something that is in the heart of Jesus that he wants us to carry in prayer. But there's something that will cause you to be drowsy that will weigh you down. I don't want you to have a baros burden. The other New Testament word is fortion, P-H-O-R-T-I-O-N, fortion. That means something carried which is appropriate. Now, fortion, this is the one you want. This is the light burden, the easy, the reasonable, even I would say God-given or God-expected. We joke around, I can't believe I need to come to work on my birthday. Okay, that's kind of a joke, right? No. It's so burdensome. It's amazing. If you could even look at things that are reasonable and decent and normal and expected, and if your head isn't right, you'll see it as a burden. You'll see, I can't believe I have to earn a living. I can't believe I have to, you know, pretty soon 
normal things. Well, of course you got to earn a living. That's that's expected. That's normal. That's not. Don't feel put out about that. That's actually work is a blessing. So a lot of it is your you know your perspective, and it it seems like it seems like we live in a in a time where people don't really know what to be burdened with. They don't really know what's expected of them from God, and what they need to get rid of in their life. So they live with the unbearable burdens, and then the bearable ones they're looking to be delivered from. Very interesting. A messed up culture for sure. But this is the light burden, the, the burden that's born. Now, there's an interesting passage in Galatians 6, which you may have seen before. But I want you to look at it in a fresh way through the lens of these two words, fortune and borrows, because Galatians 6, 2 through 5 says, carry each other's burdens. Carry each other's burdens. What word do you think that is? That's borrows. That means the stuff that your brother, your sister can't carry by themselves. We need to love each other and get under that. If somebody's depressed or discouraged or uh, overwhelmed, we need to try to be there for that person to carry that burden with them. That's a heavy burden, the unreasonable burden. And in this way, he says, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Verse 4, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves. Boy, what a trap comparison becomes. Is your burden comparing yourself? (laughs) I have a suggestion. Don't do it anymore. Stop, Stop comparing yourself. Uh, stop comparing yourself to someone else. Verse 5, now watch this. For each one should carry their own load. That's fortune, the appropriate burden. So here's what Paul is saying. He's acknowledging two things. There are times in life when we're going to have a burden that's too much for us. That's when we, we need each other. And there are times in life where we just need to carry what is our appropriate burden and not expect to put it on somebody else. I think part of the whole issue of ministry is understanding what you're supposed to carry and what you're not supposed to carry. I think that's where it gets really clear. And I think we have to teach our children about boundaries and emotional health and all that so they can understand what is it are they expected to carry and what are they given to the Lord. There's one more word that's very interesting. I'm only going to throw it out there because it might intrigue you. The word katanarkao, katanarkao, which is burdensome. That means burdensome. And it prayer, the, the definition of katanarkao is numb. Have you ever been numb? Have you ever been in a position where you cannot take one more burden? I think most people in this time are numb. And that word... Um, there was a fish called the cramp fish or the torpedo fish. The Greek word is narke. And if you touch this fish, you get numb. It's a, it's a real fish. And the, the picture is this. When trauma, pain, or heaviness comes into your life, it actually benumbs you. You get, and have you ever been this way? You're so tired, you just can't handle one more thing. That's when you know the burden is too heavy. 
That is not the burden that the Lord wants you. The enemy wants you and I as leaders numb to the people, numb to the voice of God. Whoa. Numb to, I read my Bible, I don't get anything out of it. You're benumbed. I'm not hearing God. I'm not sensing God. I'm not, I don't feel him. That's a sign that you've touched something that God never meant for you to touch. That you're carrying something that he never meant for you to carry. And in that case, it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit that will break that yoke in your life. Last scripture before I end this podcast is Isaiah 10, verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulders and his yoke, the one that's not appropriate, the one that you don't need, his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. I'm going to just pray as we close this uh, episode on the supernatural prayer burden. I'm going to pray for you, my listener. I'm going to pray for our team. I'm going to pray for every leader in my life that God will uh, place on each of us only the burdens that he has for us and that those will be the burdens that guide us and delight us. They're easy, they're light, and that every other burden will be broken by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your mighty Holy Spirit. And Lord, what we need more than anything is that anointing to break every yoke. Lord, we as leaders cast our cares on you and we give you access, Lord, to our heart. We want to share that yoke with you. We want to walk with you in life. Lord Jesus, I pray for anyone listening that's benumbed. They're overwhelmed with the burdens of family and ministry and whatever else it is. Lord, would you come by the Holy Spirit and break that yoke and give us hearts that feel again. Give us minds that can absorb your heart and, your, and then free us from everything else, Lord. Free us from everything else, I pray, in the strong and mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we love you. We want you to share your heart with us. We want to walk with you. We want to be in the yoke with you, Lord. Remind us that it is easy and that it is light. I pray this through Christ. Amen. That's it for the Gateway Leadership Podcast. I look forward to being with you in a future episode. Until next time. I encourage you to keep moving forward, keep inspiring people, and keep sharing that yoke with Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Gateway Leadership Podcast with David Hughes, inspiring you to lead in every area of life. We'll be releasing a new episode every month, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next month.